Let's tell the Lord this morning how much we love him. Lord, we love you today. We love your word. We love your people. We love your kingdom and we love what you're doing in the earth today. Thank you, Master, for speaking to us today, for ministering a word in season. Lord God, I pray that the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light today. Our spirits would be strengthened. And Lord, that we would increase more and more in our love for you and our love for one another. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Don't miss tonight's service. Brother George Amaral, who just had a birthday. Amen. He has arrived into the 7-0. Amen. He's going to preach tonight. Going to do a great job. So come on out. Bring your Bible. Feast on manna from heaven. Amen. Uh, if you would, uh, open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews. And uh, let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to look at some verses there this morning. Verses 1 through 11. And uh, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And if I had a title for this morning's message, it would be Enter into His Rest or Faith in the Finished Work of Christ. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says, Let us therefore fear. Now that word fear here does not mean be afraid, but it simply means to be aware and to be diligent as to not miss out. Let us therefore fear a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. So that tells us right off of the bat, if you will, that it is possible to come short of the rest that God has made available to us. And so we need to be aware of that because in no way does he want us to fall short in anything that his word provides for us. Amen? It's the will of God for us, amen, to receive all that he has provided. Now notice in verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached. Has anyone had some gospel preached to them? The gospel's the good news. Good news. As well as unto them. Well, who, who are them? Well, them or they are the children of Israel. Okay? And so it goes on to say, But the word preach did not profit them. In other words, they came short of entering in to all that had been promised and provided. Okay? For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So we see the main reason why they did not enter in is because they did not mix or apply or unite, if you will, their faith to what had been spoken. Amen. Now we do not profit by hearing only, but we do profit when we mix or unite our faith with what we hear. You open your heart 
you receive the word, you welcome the word, you believe the word in your heart, and then you begin to meditate, mix your faith in what you have heard, begin to utter, begin to mutter, and begin to speak God's word, and that positions you you for profit in your life. Amen. And so we will progress. The word profit means to progress or to advance. We will progress. We will advance when we mix faith with what we hear. Just a reminder of James 1.22 says, <clears throat> But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Now notice with me in verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 4. <clears throat> For we which have believed, there's something that you and I enter into. What do we enter into when we believe? We enter into rest, and we'll talk about what that rest is. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works, everyone say the works, were what? The works were finished from the foundation of the world. The highest form of faith, or one of the highest forms of faith you can have, is rest. How do we obtain that? By entering in to what's already been accomplished for you. Amen. And so there cannot be authentic belief without resting in what you believe is already done. Let me say that again. There cannot be authentic belief or faith without resting in what you believe is already done. Verse 4. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And what did God do? What did God do? God did rest the seventh day from all of his works. Now, many people have no comprehension and no understanding of what Sabbath is really all about. Let me go back to the book of Exodus and notice with me what the word of God says concerning this rest. In Exodus 20 in verse 11, he says, remember, actually I've got the wrong verse, but let me quote it to you. Remember to keep the Sabbath day holy. Work for how many days? But on the seventh day, rest. So God worked and made the earth in six days. He rested on the seventh day. He blessed it and he hallowed it. Now, why did he rest? He rested because it was finished. He rested because it was done. Look at your neighbor and say, it is finished. It is done. Remember Jesus' final word 
when he said, it is finished. Hallelujah on the cross. That is a Greek word for teleo. And it means this. It is when Jesus was on the cross and he said, it is finished. That was the cry, not of a loser, but that was the cry of a winner. One commentator said this, Jesus had finished the eternal purpose of the cross. It stands today as a finished work, the foundation of all Christian peace and faith, paying in full the debt that we owed to God. A lot of people want to argue today about this Sabbath. Well, what day, you know, should we worship? Should we worship on Saturday? Uh, should we worship on Sunday? Well, that can be kind of confusing. So I believe the answer is this. Let's worship him every day. Amen. Amen. Let's just stay in that worship zone. Let's just stay in that communion zone every day of our life. Amen. Now in Colossians, it says this. It says, let no one judge you in respect to a holy day or a Sabbath day which are a shadow of things to come, the body is of Christ. I submit to you this morning, Sabbath is not a day, it is a person. Jesus is my Sabbath rest. He is your rest. He is what you are looking for in your life. We rest in Him Because it is finished. We rest in him because of what he's done. We rest in the finished works of Christ on Calvary. We rest in the fact that by his stripes we were healed. We rest in the fact that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Oh, there is a rest that is available to every child of God if they will simply Enter in by faith. Notice with me in verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6. And uh, it says, Seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Now I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version. It says, so then there is still waiting a full and complete Sabbath rest reserved for the true people of God. There is a true Sabbath for the people of God. Say it with me. There remains a rest to the people of God. Now notice in verse 10. It says, for he that has entered into his rest... He has also ceased from his own works, we could say it this way, his own sweat. When you enter in to what's finished, to you enter in, when you enter in to what's already done, there is no performance needed on your part. There is nothing that you can do There is nothing that you will ever be able to do to earn what Christ has already accomplished for you. Isn't that good news? Now, there is a rest in that. And there is a 
peace in that. Thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 10. For he that has entered into his rest, he has ceased from his own works, and I I like this, his own sweat and works of performance as God did from his. Now let's pull that up in the amplified version, if we could, verse 10. Hebrews 4.10. We'll check this out here in a moment. It says, for he who has entered God's rest also has ceased from the weariness and pain of human labors. Just as God rested from those labors peculiarly his own. Isn't that good? Notice with me, the weariness and pain of human labors. Trying to attain what's already been attained. Trying to work for what he's already worked for. Trying to accomplish what he's already accomplished. A lot of folks struggle with that. They struggle with that. Because they don't believe that everything that they need is already finished. It's already finished. It's just waiting to be believed. Waiting to be received. Waiting to be mixed with faith. So that you can receive. Here's what legalism says. Legalism says we must work to try to finish what Jesus has completed. But the only work remaining for us is to enter in to his rest. When we truly believe what's already been done, we will be able to receive complete freedom in every area of our lives. How many of you know that In the mind of God, when Christ died, you died. When Christ was buried, you were buried. But oh, when Christ was raised. Come on, somebody. When Christ was raised, what were you done? You've been raised. 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 Lifted up. Now, the verse that we want to look at is Ephesians 2 and verse 5 and 6. We're working on something here, guys. Stay hooked. Ephesians, the second chapter. And uh, we notice in verse 5 and verse 6, instead of trying to quote it, I'm going to turn over there myself. I've been raised. You've been raised. Glory to God. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6 says, Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us 
together with Christ by what? Notice it doesn't say by works. It doesn't say by your performance. It says by grace, what are you what? You are saved. That word quickened there means made alive. But it doesn't stop there. Notice verse 6. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Verse 6. And when he quickened us, when he saved us, he raised us. (laughs) Hallelujah. He raised us up. Now notice that word together. Together with who? In the mind of God, you and I have been raised together with Christ. We have been giving, given joint seating. Whoo, glory to God. You are an heir of God and you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Joint heirs have been given joint seating. Amen. This is the believer's advantage. And has raised us up together. And made us, notice this. Do what? Sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Now that's shouting ground right there. I mean, if that's all you get this morning, that's something you can live on. Hallelujah. Now, sitting, I want you to get this, sitting and resting are synonymous. How well we sit and rest determines how well we walk and live. How well we sit and rest determines how well we walk and live. Now, so many people are so busy walking and living and and going here and going there and doing this and doing that, that they haven't taken time to realize who they are in Christ and where they're seated, and they haven't really entered into rest. You cannot live well and walk well if you don't know who you are in Christ, where you are in Christ, and what Christ has done for you. Resting in the finished works of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the true test of believing is receiving and resting. I alluded to it earlier. Rest in your healing. The word of God says, by his stripes you were healed. Believe that. Rest in that. No matter what may be going on in your body, rest in the finished work of Christ. Amen. So, we understand in verse 11, let's look at here and let's, let's think about this just a little bit more. Let's meditate on this. In verse 11, it says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now, let me clarify what that word labor is there. Somebody says, I thought it wasn't by our works. I thought it wasn't by our performance. 
Well, that word labor there doesn't have to do with sweat. That word labor there has to do with being diligent. Let us therefore be diligent to enter into that rest. One person says it like this. Be diligent to enter that rest. The rest is there, but God does not force it upon us. We must enter that rest. Clearly, the rest is entered by faith, but it takes diligent faith. And your diligent faith in that sense is that labor. It is one of the works of faith. Okay? This shows us that faith is not passive, but it takes diligence to trust in, to rely on, and to cling to Jesus and his work for us. It may look like this. You go to the doctor and get a bad report. But you labor. And you're diligent to enter in to what's already been done. You're not laboring to be healed. This is not a labor of the flesh. It is a labor of faith. How many have ever heard some things contrary to the word of God? I mean about your finances, maybe about your family. Maybe something going on in your life. I exhort you to be diligent to believe what the word tells you, not what the world tells you. And that is what will be a labor of faith for you. Laboring to enter into that rest means you take the whole armor of God You take the word of God and you resist with every fiber of your being and every fiber with the faith that God has given you. You resist that disease. You resist that lack. You resist that mental torment and you enter in to the rest of God. Hallelujah. Our labor of faith differs, differs from the works of the law. The works of the law are based on self-efforts. And oh yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll experience some, some things that come to your mind. But when you're laboring in faith, you call those things that be not as though they were. You declare what God has said. It is important to know what God has said. Let's talk for a few moments this morning about... The past tenses of God's word. What do you say? Keep yourself in rest and you will be in position to receive all that he's provided for you. You can get happy about what he's done. Let's look at a few scriptures. But what's already been accomplished. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's first of all look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Ephesians 1 and verse 3. Grace has so much to give and faith has so much to receive. Verse 3 of Ephesians 1, it says, Blessed be the God 
and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice with me. What's he already done? He has blessed us. Well, now, Pastor Mark, I'm trying to be blessed. No, he's blessed you already. He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'd a whole lot rather say I'm blessed than I'm cursed. Amen. Stop trying to get through your own works what he's already got through, for you through his work. Let's look at another one. Let's look over at Colossians chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 13. Colossians, the first chapter, 13th verse. Glory to God. So many people are trying to get set free and trying to get delivered. But oh, if they just believe what God said. And just receive what he's already done. Look at over here. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Who has delivered us. Stop right there. What's he already done? What's he already done? Well, I just know someday, somehow, someway, God's going to deliver me from smoking cigarettes. I just know someday, somehow, someway, God is going to deliver me from alcohol and drugs. Or, I just know some way, someday, God's going to deliver me from worry. No. He's already delivered you. It's already been bought and paid for. Now notice this again. Who has, has already delivered us from the power of darkness. Anything and everything under the world's system and under the law of sin and death has been canceled, has been eliminated, has been completely done away with for those who will receive his deliverance. Hallelujah. I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. I've been delivered by his name. I've been delivered by his blood. Deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's good news. We ought to take that into the alcohol wards, into the drug wards. Believe, amen, and preach the gospel and tell them your sin has been bought and paid for. Your addiction has been bought and paid for. You have been delivered. So he has delivered me. From the power of darkness. Translated me into the kingdom of his dear son. Now let's look over at Galatians chapter 3. And notice with me in verse 13. Faith in the finished works of Christ. Entering into God's rest is the will of God and is God's best for you and for me. How many of you are interested in God's best? Galatians, the third chapter, 13th verse. Now notice this. It says Christ. Notice, here's another past tense saying it's done. It's finished. 
What has Christ redeemed us from? Christ hath already redeemed us. From what? Being made a curse for us. Jesus took what was in that curse and was made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Now, if you want to really, really do a study on what the curse of the law was and is, you look over at Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15, right through the end of the chapter, and you'll discover there are some really, really ungodly things that are under the curse of the law. One of, is, one of them is the botch of Egypt. Somebody says, what's the botch of Egypt? Well, I'm not sure what the botch of Egypt is, but I'm sure I don't want it. <laughs> Another one is emeralds. Well, you know what emeralds are. We don't want nothing to do with emeralds, do we? Another thing under the curse of the law is madness, insanity, fear, and torment. Thank God you've been redeemed from it. We're not under the curse. You can't curse whom God is blessed. You can't curse whom God is healed. You can't curse with torment whom God has set free with the peace of God. Hallelujah. Christ has redeemed us. It's not something he's going to do. It's something he's already done. Well, somebody says, if that's true, how come all this stuff is going on in my life? How come this is happening? How come that's happening? How come this? How come that? Why don't you leave the question marks and go to the B-I-B-L-E and find your answers? I can't answer every question you might have, but he's given you the Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of you, who will lead you and guide you into all the truth. If there are adjustments that need to be made in our lives, what do you say we make them? But we need to close the door on doubt, close the door on unbelief, close the door on fear, close the door on the curse, and say glory to God, it is finished, it is finished, it is finished, it is done. And then we need to get even bolder and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord mix faith with their redemption. Believe it, receive it, and declare it, and walk in your redemption. Amen, amen. In whom we have redemption. Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. So, if there's something going on in your body right now, just know this, that it's been bought and paid for. According to Deuteronomy 28 and verse 61, all sickness and all disease is a curse. But thank God, say it with me, thank God, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore... I shut the door on this disease. I shut the door on this torment. 
I shut the door on this lack and on this poverty. For I have been, I have been, and I am, say it, redeemed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Been redeemed. Amen. Say with me, it is finished. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now look over at Ephesians chapter 1. You listen so good, I'm going to preach just a little while longer. Look at Ephesians 1. You'll be glad too. You're getting happier by the minute. Amen. Glory. Ephesians chapter 1. No, yeah, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. This is good. Ephesians 1, 6. It's finished. It's done. I've entered in. Notice verse 6. To the praise of the glory of His grace. Here's another hath. Here's another hath. Wherein He hath or has made us. What? You're already accepted. You're already accepted. Your days of rejected and rejection are over with. Yeah, but I grew up and my mom rejected me. I grew up and the nuns rejected me. Well, thank God, leave those childish thoughts, leave those childish things, and really grow up and receive with meekness the engrafted word which says you are accepted in me. And if you've been accepted in him, what more do you need? I have been accepted. Hallelujah. You know what that'll do? That'll take disappointment right out of you. Because you know the world, the world doesn't love Jesus and the world don't love you. Right? But what, what, what matters, what, what does it matter what the world has to say? We live by what God has already said. And we live by what God's already done. Now, go over to Galatians chapter 5. So we've seen we have been blessed, right? We see we have been redeemed, correct? We see we have been accepted. And we're resting in that. Now look at Galatians, the fifth chapter, and the first verse. Galatians 5, 1. It says now, uh, stand fast, therefore... In what? Now, what's another word for liberty? Stand fast in the freedom. And the context of Galatians 5 was he was talking to the Judaizers and he was talking to those who had felt as though that they had to receive their freedom by circumcision. But in this verse, he says, I've already set you free. Now, what you need to do is you need to stand fast in the finished works of Christ. You don't need to be circumcised. All you need is faith in God. That sounds like R.W. Shambach. I love the, the way he did his message. He says, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. I like it, don't you? So let's bring it up to today. Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty... Wherewith, now notice here's another half. 
got to pay attention to the haths in God's word. Wherewith Christ has made us free. And don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. How many have ever been set free from something? I mean, something had a hold on you. You were in bondage in a certain area of your life. But Christ came along and set you free. Hallelujah. This is ringing in my spirit, so I'm going to say it. Hallelujah. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. So, now now notice this. Standing fast in that freedom is part of your diligence. It's part of your labor. It's your responsibility to not allow that which held you in bondage back into your life. Now, let's look at the amplified version of that. Amplified. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Glory to God. There we go. Thank you. Let's read it together, shall we? Ready, read. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery which you have once put off. Amen. He's done it. Now in closing... I want you to turn over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And you can just have a banquet on this. I exhort you just to run your reference on the word hath. And look in the New Testament, especially the Pauline epistles. And you'll notice what he's already done. Amen? Here's a great verse of scripture. Ephesians 4, 32. It talks about... uh, I can read it to you, but we'll just wait till we get it up there. Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 32nd verse. All right. And become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, understanding, lovinghearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ... Did what? King James says, Be kind to one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake. Here's what I want you to see. He's already forgiven you. He hath forgiven me. He forgiveth all our iniquities. Amen? Now that's good news. That's good. You know what that means? No penance. It's already been done. It's already been accomplished. Quit trying to work yourself into a notion of receiving forgiveness. Just come up to the lick log and just receive your forgiveness and stand in your freedom. For Christ has said, it is finished. It is done. Let's stand. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Master, for helping me today to deliver this. Lord, I appreciate it. I give you glory.
Thank you, Father, for, for moving now in the hearts of our lives, in our spirits, and moving, Lord God, into a, a greater understanding and a greater insight into what you have accomplished for us. Lo prasike de masata. Yesolo vroke nemo stelevre de de bosaya. And I pray for my brothers. I pray for my sisters that are here today. Ah, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. May there be such a, a rest come over their souls, come over their hearts in these days and in these hours. Thank you, Father, for it. In the name of Jesus, we magnify you. Let's worship the Lord for a few moments. We've got a few moments left to today in this service. Hallelujah. Glory to God.